I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 192 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, tomorrow is the 145th running of the Kentucky Derby, which is the first leg of the Triple Crown. And today's guests will be riding in the race known as the Run for the Roses. Jose Ortiz will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. Jose will be aboard the number eight horse, Tacitus, who was the point leader coming into the race. The odds on Tacitus are currently eight to one, and the favorite in the race, Omaha Beach, has been scratched, so the race is going to be wide open tomorrow. Jose's brother, Irad Ortiz, is a jockey as well, and he will be in the race just a few horses away from him in the starting gate aboard number five, Improbable. And Jose and Irad have really just been tearing up the horse racing scene, so it is so cool to have Jose Ortiz with me today. And horse racing was such a big part of my life growing up, spent a lot of time at the Meadowlands Racetrack and New York City OTB, uh, which is, by the way, the only bookmaker in the history of bookmaking that ever went bankrupt. Um, I was at Churchill Downs in 2004 with my brother and my nephew to see Smarty Jones win the race, and we were on the infield, and it was a rainy day, and it was just a mess there, but it was a massive crowd. It was quite an experience, so uh, whether you're heading to Churchill Downs or anywhere special to watch the race here, uh, please let all your friends know where they can listen to First Class Father and Jockey Jose Ortiz talking about being a dad and dropping his thoughts on the big race. All right, and as for next week, I'm going to be smacking you guys with another five-banger here. Actor Jalen Moore of Six and Homeland will be here with me. NYPD Sergeant Aaron Lohman, who has an incredibly inspiring weight loss story to share. He will be here as well. And also, we're going to return to our Frogman Friday format, so follow me on Instagram to find out just which Navy SEAL will be joining me here next week. And make sure you tell every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list about the show that is celebrating fatherhood and family life fatherhood rocks family values rule and every day is father's day right here with me and i'm gonna jump right into the action now with world-class jockey jose ortiz i'm alec lace and you're listening to first class fatherhood I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and joining me now is a First Class Father. He is a world-class jockey who was the winningest jockey in North America in 2016, the same year he won his first Breeders' Cup race. In 2017, he earned the Eclipse Award for Outstanding Jockey for being first in the earnings list and also winning his first Belmont Stakes. He will be riding Tacitus in tomorrow's Kentucky Derby. It is so cool that I get to say, Jose Ortiz, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, let's get out of the gate here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I have two kids. Uh, My oldest one is a year and about nine months. And the other one is is gonna be four, five months now. Wow, brand new! That's awesome. Uh, are you going for the third here? Or are you all done? Mm, not sure yet. <laughs> did you guys find out what you were having both times, or did you wait until the end to find out? Yeah, first time we found out, and the second time, uh, uh, 
we planned to be in a surprise, but I, I couldn't uh, wait. So we, we have to find out, too. <laughs> I like your style there. All right, Jose, please just take a second here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Well, I'm 25-year-old from Puerto Rico, and I'm a jockey, you know. I ride race horses and enjoy doing it. Very cool. And, yeah, you and your brother are just crushing it right now in horse racing. Uh, you guys are all over the charts. What are some of the challenges, Jose, of being an elite athlete, top jockey, uh, while being a father? No, I try to make time for, for both, you know. Uh, it takes a lot of time out of me in the, uh, being a jockey, so I have to try to balance to, to have enough time with my kids and my family. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Jose, the tracks are much nicer now than they were when I was a kid, and it's very nice to bring your family to now as opposed to years ago, especially Aqueduct. Things have changed a lot since they have brought the casino in. Uh, do you bring the kids out to the races? Do they get a chance to see you in action? They go. They go. Uh, right now we're actually in Keeneland, and they go once in a while. And uh, when we are back in New York, they go, but mostly to Belmont because it's closer to the house and, and it's easier. So. Cool. What does your bedtime routine look like with the kids, Jose? Are you a storyteller, a book reader? How do you uh, get them down to bed at night? Nah, the little one just go to bed with her mom, with his mom. And the oldest one, I take her to bed every night. And I don't know, I, we just lay down to watch the basketball games and stuff like that. And she just fall asleep. She don't need not a, not a story or None, none of that yet. Okay, and as I mentioned there earlier, you and your brother Irad are really killing it right now. What is the competition like for you guys, especially in such a high-stakes race like tomorrow's Kentucky Derby? Well, me and Irad are very uh, mature, and we know how to put the business in one side and the brotherhood in another side. So, I mean, it would be the same. Uh, we've been here before, and, you know, it's very, the, the competition is hard. It's we got to ride. I have to ride. I'm on, I'm on my own, basically. I have to ride again 19 other riders and, and try to beat them all. So uh, it's, it's the competition is very high and it's crazy. It's good to be here and, I mean, it's a lot of adrenaline. So it's nice to be in the, in the derby draw. Yeah, I can't even begin to imagine what it must be like to compete against your brother in such a big race like this. And and now you rode improbable in the Arkansas Derby, and now Irad has picked up the mount on him. And tomorrow you will be riding the Wood Memorial winner, Tacitus. Uh, how did that come about, Jose? Was it your decision to choose Tacitus? Yeah, I, I chose uh, to ride Tacitus. I have three horses. Actually, I have uh, the horse that won on Dubai also, but I chose to ride Tacitus, so. Okay, good stuff. And I know that you're from Puerto Rico, which, of course, was hit with a horrible hurricane a little while back. Uh, have the kids been down to Puerto Rico at all? And uh, what are some of the changes that you've had to adapt to uh, once you came over to the U.S.? Well, my kids haven't been to Puerto Rico yet because, uh, first of all, the first one was too small. And when I was getting ready to take him there, it was when the hurricane hit Puerto Rico. So I had to back off on that a little bit and wait a little bit more. And then I have the other one. So I'm still waiting until he's old enough that I can bring both to see the rest of my family 
my family that haven't seen them. And no, it was pretty easy to adapt to the United States. But uh, the hardest part, the hardest part of coming here was to leave my mom and dad behind in Puerto Rico. It was very hard for me. Um, but I mean, they're here with us already, and they've been here like for the last three, four years, and we enjoy them, which is the most important thing. So, yeah, very cool. And do you still have family down in Puerto Rico? And if so, uh, were they affected by the hurricane? No, of course, I still have family there, yeah. I mean, everybody was affected, but uh, thankfully we have the structure of our houses are very nice, and there are cement blocks and everything, so we make it good. But everybody got affected. They were like about four or five months without power. And, I mean, it was just a mess. I mean, everybody's okay, thank God, so. All right, that's very good to hear. And, Jose, the sport of horse racing has been in decline in popularity a lot since I've been a kid. I mean, we would go to the track, and it would be packed on a Tuesday night, let alone on a weekend. But the attendance is down. What, in your opinion, needs to happen to get this younger generation interested and in, in back at the track? Well, I think just uh, put it out there. I think more like, uh, uh, let me see how I say it, like, like selling, you gotta sell this stuff and like have, I don't know, they have big, big days and they don't promote it the way they should probably. A lot of people don't find out. There, some people live 10, 20 minutes to the racetrack and they don't even know they, there is a racetrack sometimes. So I think it just needs to be promoted better and, and, I mean, it's a lot of young people here uh, at Kentucky, which which I like to see. It's a lot of guys from college and stuff. They come here and they watch the race and they have fun. But I think uh, we're doing okay. Probably we can do a little bit more better, and we hopefully do, you know. Yeah, one thing I'm surprised by a bit, Jose, is that they don't play up the angle of a date night more, you know, and cater to that young dating crowd, because I think it's a great place to take a woman out for a good time. I mean, you got good food, live entertainment, you got some action, uh, it's something different, and if you don't score with the date, you still got a shot to cash a ticket. All right, it is time to get an important word from our sponsors, then back with more with Jose Ortiz. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. We are all about creating good humans, right? But if you're finding your kids are more interested in listening to cartoon characters than you, the parent, here's a great way to get your kids thinking about what good behavior really is. The SirDap Game Show app is so much fun for kids 5 to 8 who are challenged to figure out what's polite or rude, who left a mess, or what's right for the environment, while absorbing good messages about how their behavior can affect others. Check out SirDap.com to learn more. That's S-I-R. D-A-P-P dot com. Let's go, dads. There may be no greater experience than bringing your kids to the ball game. And right now, Major League Baseball is in full swing. And you can save $20 off your ticket prices by visiting SeatGeek.com or going to the SeatGeek app and applying my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word. 
first class at the checkout and first class fatherhood listeners are going to receive $20 off their ticket prices. This is good for Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, Broadway shows, whatever your interests are. Use the promo code first class over at SeatGeek.com and save $20 off your ticket prices. SeatGeek.com, fatherhood, the best seat in the house. I think it's a great place to take a woman out for a good time. I mean, you got good food, live entertainment, you got some action. Uh, it's something different. And if you don't score with the date, you still got a shot to cash a ticket. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we have we have a uh, church or have Fridays. I think they have uh, nighttime racing. Uh, um, Belmont has used to be Friday. Now it's gonna be Thursday. But you know, it's one. I think it's. One, two times a month, something like that. Uh, you know, they're trying to see what, how if it works or not. You know, and the handling and, and the betting public, how they react to it. But I don't know. Uh, it's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff they can do, but uh, I think it's out of my hands. You know, <laughs> I can't do much about it. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely doing your part. Um, I followed it heavily as a kid, and even aside from all the wagering that I would do, it's a, it's a fun sport to follow on a day-to-day basis uh, once you go beyond all the major Triple Crown races and stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, if you are involved and you know what horse racing is about and you know all the angles, it's kind of fun, you know. All right, Jose, now when did you first get involved in riding horses? How old were you when you first got on top of a horse? And how old were you when you first broke out of the gate in a race? Um, we got involved because my grandfather and my uncle, they were jockeys. Um, so I guess it's on their blood, you know, and, and we go from there. Uh, we have our first pony. We were like five and four my brother is one year older than me so he was five i was four we have like for a christmas christmas present and i mean that was the first time i get on a horse probably it was like four years old uh i went to a jockey school at 16 so after riding total breads by then and i rode my first race when i was 18 when i graduated from the jockey school Wow, that's incredible. And what track, Jose, did you start at? And what would you say has been your favorite track to ride in? I started riding in Puerto Rico, where I'm from. I rode there for two months, and then I moved to the, to the United States. It's a lot of beautiful racetracks. Uh, one of them is, I mean, Belmont is pretty amazing. Which I, The ones I ride every day, or I spend like a meeting there Keeneland is beautiful Saratoga is beautiful it's one of my favorite Delmar Santanita is I mean they, they are so I dream about when I was a kid and just to be able to ride there and win races in those kind of tracks is kind of amazing but the most beautiful racetrack I even been is Dubai when I went to Dubai not too long ago that that place is something else yeah, I have heard many wonderful things about the track, and, and just watching the Dubai Cup, it really looks phenomenal. Uh, now, do the racetracks, do they have anything there for the jockeys that have to bring their kids to work with them? Do they have any type of, like, uh, daycare for jockeys or anything like that? No, we don't have that. No. <laughs> no. 
If I mean, you know, they had to stay with their mom, I guess. <laughs> they go to the backside sometimes. Uh, no, then they love it. You know, they they love the animals and just about what you teach them. You know, at least my my girl is not even two years old and she's already riding horses, so she loved it. She get on the horse and she don't want to get off. So I guess I have a trouble there. <laughs> yeah, that's something to keep your eye on for sure. All right, the Kentucky Derby is tomorrow. You are aboard the point leader, Tacitus. How does the race uh, play out, and who are the biggest threats to you in the race? Improbable is really good, and game winner. They are both very good horses. Uh, they are proven, you know, they, they prove themselves. And that's very good. Mm, who else? By my standards, look looking very good on the mornings. Look unbelievable. He won the Luciana Derby, and I mean, it's, it's unpredictable what is gonna happen. It's a twenty horse field, going mile and a quarter for first time, all of them. So it's not much that I can say. And then hopefully we break good and we get a good position. And after that. Yeah, and they just did the Derby draw the other day, and you got the eight hole. Is that the sweet spot? Is that where you want to be in a, in a race like this with 20 horses? You got to go, like, from five to ten, maybe. That's good. Not too far, not too... At least on the first gate. I don't like to be on the extension gate. You know, they put, like, a extension gate. I don't like right. to be out there, no. I like to be in the first gate. Okay, very cool. Well, we have been very fortunate here. I waited almost my whole life here to see a Triple Crown winner. Now we just banged out two of them recently. Do any of the horses, any of the contenders this year look like they have what it takes to win a Triple Crown? Very hard to tell. Uh, so even right now, uh, it's so wide open that I don't think, I don't know. I'm not sure if we're going to have a Triple Crown winner. I, I mean, it, it's very hard to tell before the Derby. Like, after the derby, you can tell how the horse wins, if he wins easy enough. You say, okay, maybe. But it's very hard. I mean, what the horses do is very hard. They got to run for a mile and a quarter for the first time on their careers. And then two weeks later, they got to go mile and eight, I think, mile and 316 is the prickness. Right, yeah, mile but, and 316, I believe, yeah. But... But they gotta go to Baltimore, you know, to Maryland. They gotta. This is all. Everything happening within two weeks. They had to keep training, and after that, they had to move to New York and run mile and a half. I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable when they when when we have a triple crown. That's why it don't happen in so many years. It happened to have two almost in a row. Because they were very special horses, American Faro and Justified. I mean, but this year, it, I mean, it looked very even. So I don't know. I think they can beat each other. And probably we won't have a, a triple crown. Yeah. And when you see horses like Justify and American Faro, is it obvious to the jockeys like, oh, boy, uh, you know, this is a legit contender here? Like, uh, can the jockeys, can you guys kind of tell? Well, I mean, you know, most of the time, um, those two horses were from California, so I have no idea. When I when I know them, it's because they were good already. But yeah, we know, we know here in in when we have a good one, uh, it worked good on the morning, and and I mean, you gotta go with the bread. It's well bred, well bred horse, and it's working good. You know, you know, it's 
the real deal. They, they, they tell you when they are the real deal. But some of them doesn't tell you until they run. Some of them work so-so, and then when they run, then you find out it's the real deal. But some of them you can find out before the race, yes. Very cool. Will your uh, family be trackside tomorrow? Will the kids be out at Churchill Downs with you? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Jose, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? I just try to 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 spend the most time that you can with with, with your kids and you know try to help uh, my mom a lot because I mean they it's tough you know they gotta even when they are sick when they don't feel good when they tired they gotta take care of these kids and I mean moms are everything for me like my mom is my everything so. I respect moms a lot. It's not easy, the job that they have to do. So I try to help my wife as much as I can because I don't spend a lot of time at the house. I got to work in the morning, work in the afternoon. I mean, some, some days I, I left the house at 6 o'clock in the morning. I come back at 6 o'clock at night. So that's what I have to say to try to help her a lot and help, help the most as you can because, I mean, they are the ones that do everything else, so. Yeah, very well said. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, This has been awesome for me. I wish you the best of luck in tomorrow's Run for the Roses. And I got to say, Jose Ortiz, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. All right, thank you. Okay, I'm back with a couple of closing thoughts in just a second here. Back to wrap things up on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Jose Ortiz for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. I always love to hear your feedback. I wish Jose the best of luck tomorrow. You guys know where I'm going to have my money. And lock it in for next week. I got another five banger coming at you. I dropped two guest names at the top of the show for you. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out who else will be joining me here next week. And I am also wanted to tell you guys that I am now available on PodCoin. So you can get paid to listen to the podcast here. This is awesome, especially for you listeners out there who are looking to binge listen to the show. Do it on PodCoin and you can get paid to do so. All right. That's all I got for you guys today. I hope you enjoy your weekend. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Tall as a